With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, welcome in to the Letterman Lounge. It is a Monday, it is Letterman Live, it is brought to you by Roosters, it's a fun casual joint, and it's going to be one of the best shows of the year, I can guarantee it, because we've got a spring game to break down. Spring camp now over for the Buckeyes, 15 workouts in the bank, head straight into the summer program, but we've got to break down everything we saw in the horseshoe on Saturday. You know it was a big day. Because Jay-Z was in the building. Ah, I was in the building. <laughs> it was a big day. I even, I even went down to the field. He, he was all I was over. talked into it. Taking, Bobby. Taking notes, talking shop. Yeah. That's Justin's love it. Nicole Cox, Bobby Carpenter, Spencer Holbrook. I'm Austin Ward. And, I, I mean, Jay-Z was just getting out. Well, I, got to see, I got to see these guys in their uh, natural habitat. <laughs> it was a scary sight. Sitting there with computers in front of them and writing notes down. You computers guys ever are invite me? Ever? Uh, Nicole, you control everything okay. down there. No. You can get into that place easier than I can. No. That's for sure. Maybe not as easy as me. <laughs> Definitely not as easy as Bob. No. But you're you got to be third in the power <laughs> rankings. Definitely ahead of Jay-Z. Yeah, exactly. Bob, what did you learn down there at field level? Um, I learned that a lot of players came back. They, so I was, when, I was, when did that happen? Um, I was down there at halftime. Corey Lindsley showed up at like 10 a.m. Did he really? <laughs> Did he, he was one of the first yeah. people there. Berm and I were down there and Spencer. What was he doing? He was just like wandering around. He had his kids and his yeah, wife. Awesome. And I, I'm like, I, why are you here so early? I, what What are you doing? I wish I would have got there a little earlier. We Because we ended up getting, we go heading to the game. This is the first year I didn't have like any obligations surrounding it. So I'm like, all right, starts at 12. We'll get down there at 1130. Oh, lane was brutal. I did a U-turn on the bridge. <laughs> Went back, and I just straight up parked at the Woody Hayes. I'm like, not a word out of you guys. We're walking it. It's going to be about a mile. But this way, we won't miss much of the game as opposed to getting down there and nothing being available. So we walked in, walked around, but I was amazed. Like We came in. Saw Cam Hayward. I haven't probably seen him in five years. He is a – He's a monster. He is a ridiculously large human being. Like – they don't it's unbelievable how big he is like strong just physical and the nicest guy in the world you know but the fact that he came back you know, kj hill was there you had fields back i mean there was a lot obviously archie a bunch of older guys it was it was a good group um Olave was there like my kids oh. were running around michael jordan the greatest he was there too so Ted again I Ted saw again yeah Teddy walked by teddy was there Paris Campbell, uh, Raekwon McMillan. yeah all the, all those guys and some of those guys were there you know even earlier this week and stopping out of practice so it was awesome, I think, for recruiting to see that many guys. And then a lot of the guys um, went over to the Woody Hayes afterwards, and they had a great little barbecue set up where current players, their families, alumni, their families. And I, I just think that that's important to have all that. Cause you talk about you know, the family. and all the, Every school wants to talk about like their alumni and their connectivity and all these things. But it was it was pretty awesome to kind of see that and to see the recruits walking through there and like talking to all the different people and just – there's a lot of people there that mm-hmm. you know had played, and you know some of the kids had no idea who they were, but the parents did, you know, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> so I'm falling into that category now, <laughs> but it was uh, it was pretty great, and it was a lot of fun, and I thought that they handled it really well. The weather was nice, not not great, but relative <laughs> got to better th- as the day went on. Yeah. Rather, relative to today, it was. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was awesome. Yes. It didn't rain, and it wasn't freezing, and it wasn't like overly windy. And then the play on the field, I thought, was pretty good. I mean, generally. 
And I think people look at it, it was very encouraging. We saw quarterback play defensively, and then, you know, Nicole, whatever, you guys can start detailing some of the other guys. But <laughs> I think you look at that defense, like, okay, the defense looks better. You know, you know the offense is pretty good. Defensively, they look better, especially some of those young guys. Jack Sawyer being one who I'm, I'm thinking Paris Johnson's a pretty good left tackle, and I'm hoping that he's going to continue to be. And Jack Sawyer did some really good stuff against him. So we'll we'll kind of see how that develops through training camp. I talked about him last week and just how – I mean, The sources, her sources were – Yeah, mm-hmm. I, my sources, they're great. Um, but he – you know, because he came out like last spring game was when he really um, – had the chance to shine, I guess. And just after the Rose Bowl and everything, I'm so glad that he looked so good for this game. It was exciting to see. Yeah, he did. He and JT Tuimolo out. Didn't matter. I mean, some of those matchups were borderline unfair with well, but a, JT, a banged up offensive line. Most of the matchups, I was went back and watched it with Jack. Like a lot of the pressures he had were on the first team mm-hmm. defense, offensive line. And that's why, because the, the drop between like the first team O line and the second team was fairly significant. Quite. Yes. And, and they were missing pieces. And so that's why, if you looked at it, they tried to rotate them. And that's what I'm saying. There's injuries and guys that are out. So they tried to keep it like first team D line in with the first O line because if not, it was one, two sack and there was mm-hmm. no time to do anything. You said you watched that with Jack or you were just watching Jack? No, I was watching Jack. Okay. Oh. I, was about to I, say, thought, I thought I caught we've the got, with Jack. We've well. got. Bobby just breaking down film with Jack Sawyer, Nicole yeah. Yeah. Watch work, working on the the endorsement deal <laughs> to get Jack in the Pickering Pickerington location, you know, mm-hmm. popping out there and making. And I was going to give him my Buckeye leaf, so we were just all Jack Sawyer. <laughs> That's, That's great. I love Sawyer. it. He deserves it. <laughs> um, Jay Z, what did you make? Uh, uh, well, to, to Bobby's point about Lane being packed, you know, it's great to see a lot of fans out. Um, you know, for the, for the start of the day, cold, rainy, didn't look like maybe we'd you know get that big of a crowd. I think sixties respectable for, for the weather and how it was, but uh, it was great to see everybody out. And then it was just, you know, last year was a lot about the quarterbacks. This year we know who we have at the yep. quarterback. Um, now it was, it was good to watch the younger guys. I thought McCord looked pretty comfortable in the pocket. Some real small little things that he was able to do, moving around the pocket, stepping into throws. Uh, so that, that was nice to see because you never know if you're going to need that guy or not, but it seems that he, he is still progressing the way we, we think he will. Um, CJ, I thought, Pressed a little bit, you know, wasn't perfect, wasn't what we thought, you know, threw some low balls, some, you know, here and there, but it is what it is. It's a spring game. I'm not going to worry about that whatsoever. <laughs> you can't always have um, a perfect no, game. No, well, well, no, but we just got so used to it. It's the standard, Nicole. It, oh. Nope. <laughs> oh, boy. Don't get me started. Here we go. On both yeah. sides. Let's yeah. get her started. Get her started. Uh, no, but, <laughs> but I mean, it went as you think it's going to go. The guys, you know, with our receiver group, I think the offense was going to score some points and, you know, do some fun things. And, you know, a new defense, it looks. It'll probably look way different come season, of course, when they're blitzing and doing some different things, which they didn't do a lot of uh, on Saturday, yeah. if at all. I'm uh, pretty so, sure they didn't blitz one. No, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's going to be different, right? And so, so that's kind of hard to tell, but it it was encouraging. It seemed like they were flying around and you know knew where they were supposed to be, and, and that's that's big coming out of spring that they kind of have the new philosophy down and, and can you know get out there and play fast. I want to see how Nicole handles this, where it's it almost never happens for Ryan Day to have a second-year starting quarterback. We don't have to compare C.J. Stroud to Justin Fields anymore, yeah. but we can compare him to a year ago 
So yeah. that standard is the standard, right? It is. It is, definitely. I agree with that. And um, it'll be interesting to see if he's going to have any sort of non-perfect game or a little bit off. <laughs> this was the game. So I think that's it's right. fine. Yeah. And I'm it not even saying, Leave it in the spring. Don't I'm bring that to the season. I'm not saying that's how he was, but it. <clears throat> I don't know. I was just so impressed with him last year, and yeah. I can't... And, you know, I actually had a question for you guys about this. Mm. So we were talking about the pressure and everything you know, a couple shows ago and just the pressure that was on him and what he had to overcome and the things fans say, you know? So can you be a people pleaser and play Mm. collegiate and professional football? And I know I'm kind of switching separate, but I feel like this is a very, very important. Well, I'll let these guys think about their answer for that, but I will say that the way CJ Stroud has handled the off-field responsibilities going through this the second time and we'd already made reference to student appreciation day and mm-hmm. pro day and, mm-hmm. and then you know take, I love. yeah exactly and taking it even one step further with paying tribute to Dwayne Haskins yeah, and wearing cool. that jersey on Saturday CJ Stroud is doing all the things that you would want from a face of the program and I, I wrote about this a little bit on Monday and will again moving forward the amount of attention not pressure attention and the spotlight is going to be on him is only going to get enhanced over the summer and the closer that the season gets because there are going to be more opportunities natural, available to him. Natural and, uh, attention enhancement? That's, that's natural attention enhancement. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a product of time and growth. Mm-hmm. So all those things combined, I mean, national card shows are going to be wanting C.J. Stroud to fly out mm-hmm. and offering him tens of thousands of dollars. Endorsement deals, he's already got those. He signed another one with Express over the weekend. That stuff is all going to continue to... That's a good deal. To add to your Express plate, like, out, the clothing. clothing that's in, awesome. in I know. I was like, that's a good one. Yeah. Express, I like for, that. Express for men, express yeah. for dudes. Mm-hmm. For dudes. For, for high-level dudes. So all that stuff, you know, last year was learning how to be the quarterback for the first time. And that's its own challenge. In the shadow. And and having one. to be Justin Fields. It's going to be me. It, it's going to be May soon. It's going to be May. Mm-hmm. And all that. It's going to be May. So now this is the second thing, the second year, the second challenge. He's become a superstar. Mm-hmm. And now you have to yeah. learn how to live life that way. It is. And the expectations that come with that. Like That's why I think the second year starter, it's critical to have to go through that. This whole offseason of like, hey, wasn't perfect in the spring game. Mm-hmm. We expect you to be that. Why? Because you were pretty darn good last year handling all those expectations, understanding that. Um, I think it's been some good work that he's gotten in against this defense, though, and I think it's really helped him improve. Just seeing the different looks, uh, working in with some of these new receivers, I thought it's been they were pretty impressive. I thought the defensive backs did a really good job, you know, challenging a lot of the throws, and that's I think that was part of the reason why CJ, you know, and all the quarterbacks, like yeah, they looked good at points, but there were no guys that were just running wide open. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, one of the other things I think that was pretty exciting, well, Nicole asked about the people pleaser. Sorry. As I diverted <laughs> no, off that. No. Well, I but started, I digress. I digressed <laughs> off of that. The people pleasing thing, I think you can, Nicole, but you have to develop a pretty thick skin. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you can't have ears to hear everything. And that's No, it would be brutal. It is. And so for people who like positive affirmations, and if they're not getting those, will do everything they can to get them. There are going to be people that just don't like you. I know, Nicole, that you have anxiety right now thinking about the I people do. in the world I'm already who, thinking about, who don't like you. We need to know everybody's love language, if they <laughs> like the words of affirmation. Do you know there's people that don't like you? Uh, probably. And Does I that don't bother? like to think about it, and I want, I want to try to make it better. No matter what you do, though, they still might not like you. Which, That's the problem. But once you... And then, yes, that's at that point when you're like, okay, 
that's but once you get there you get pulled in so many different directions that you don't even worry about the ones that are talking smack mm-hmm. or talking crap t- about you or don't like you because you you can do so many good things so many positive yes. different charities like i'm going to take my my people pleasing to mm-hmm. this charity or i'm going to take it to this yeah. hospital i'm going to do so many different things where you don't even I mean, that's so far back, or you at least try and leave it so far back yep. that you don't pay attention to it or hear it. You're just trying to pay it forward as our yeah. old coach it's just, put on to us. It would just be a From very an older difficult. Coach. I just think of that. It's a very difficult position to be in, especially if really you're is. like a words of affirmations person. And, you know, they probably should turn off their social media and it, because it would be like a punch to the gut, like hearing he should have done this better. or And maybe you can grow from that as well, but... I just feel sometimes the words that are used to describe how they play in a game, it can, they already feel bad enough about themselves. You yeah. Know? There's an old proverb that Ooh. I once ran across in the winner's manual, Nicole. You may have the ni- winner's manual? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You may have 99 people that will tell you that you can't do something, and maybe only one that will tell you you can. Do not be discouraged by the many, but inspired by the one. Mm. Obviously. Mm. Well, Preach. it's easy to say that, but when there's 99 people that tell you, you suck at what you're doing, it's a lot you harder. You got to really hang on to that one. You don't, you don't take criticism from someone that you wouldn't accept advice from. Absolutely. There you Absolutely. go. There's, oh, man, we're dropping knowledge. CJ, okay. CJ is interesting because at one point last year, he said, I'm not a running back. And it's awesome. I, which is was, also correct. That was him, correct. That was him hearing all the noise and responding to it and, and trying to make everybody realize that, you know, hey, he's a quarterback. He doesn't have to run the ball. And then he just stopped saying things like that and, and locked in. And I think he started – that's when the leadership started to pick up. That's when mm-hmm. he really started to take off. That's when he and Jackson Smith and Jigba started hooking up for you know 200 yards and mm-hmm. he was throwing ridiculous passes all over the field. He was doing that stuff before. But you could always tell there was a little bit of a, a looking back over his shoulder, not at another quarterback, but at an entire fan base. Mm-hmm. And once he stopped... At the ghost of Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, sure. But once he stopped doing those kind of once things... Once you stop seeing ghosts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, once you stop... Yeah, then you can live life. Mm. You stop looking over that shoulder. I mean, there's a lot that you can get accomplished. And it's the and confidence. I, so it's like building the confidence level up. Exactly. That is real. I mean, it's not, not just the guys that are behind you. It's the guys who have played before you. The yes. standard. The standard. Standard. And you're looking at guys like, okay, well, tr- uh, Justin Fields, great thrower, could run the ball as well. You know, you look at JT Barrett, Braxton Miller, Troy Smith. I mean, all these different guys that we have had here at Ohio State. There's a number. There's always been a requisite level of athleticism. Like I feel like I'm trying to think that of Ohio State, they've had a guy who's just been a pure statue. I mean, even Beck, well, his, Beckman, his clunky. Dwayne clunky went body. through the exact same scenario. In but you watched him pull it down when he needed to, and he'd pick up yards. But how many, I, That was my biggest problem with that in the middle of last year, was how many times did CJ actually have to do that? Yes. I mean, it wasn't. it wasn't necessary, and I don't think that it will be in many situations. In many situations, listen. I'm not going to say Tom Brady doesn't run it very much, but when he does, <laughs> yes. he makes it count, mm. and that's all you get. That's all it is—the spot shot of. I think maybe that's why he, why CJ kept it one time on Saturday. It's like and that, I saw that. That was <laughs> amazing. Because I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Game action. The first time we saw him, he ran for a 20-yard touchdown or yeah, something. Had a touchdown, those, right? So I mean, he State. can do it. He just yeah. knows he doesn't have to, and he wants to sit there and throw the ball and let his playmakers make the plays. Because those guys are a lot more dangerous yes. with the football in their hands, to be honest. And we saw some of that on Saturday, didn't we, Nicole, with some some guys who earned some Roosters Buckeye leaves. Yes, yes. You know what? I, Gosh, I have to pick just one. No, you don't have to. Okay, good, good. <laughs> I, it, it was just because it's an interesting game. You know, you're watching 
they're all Ohio State players. Yeah. So um, I think, you know, I was anxious to see him at Kabuka, which he did. You know, he had a few catches, which was great. Um, Evan Pryor had the touchdown, which was nice to see. So some things that we're not, we didn't get to see last year. Right. Um, and then Kai Stokes, the safety, mm-hmm. who no, is a true learn freshman. Learn the name. Yes. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's my point with that. He just did not look like a true freshman. No. He looked great. That's that's three off the board, Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good luck. That's what stood out in that's my mind. Three. That's um, you know, I, I feel like I can talk or kind of give one to Evan Pryor since I you know I, I called out last week. Yeah, who, guys, I was looking forward to seeing. So to him, well, you were standing in the press box patting yourself on the back well, about Mayan Williams looking good. Well, yes, but we know what he can do. We saw he started. Yeah, he is. He's so yes, great. Yes, he and he is great. Now he looks like he's a little slimmer right now. I think it's just the number. Is that what it no, is? That number you put three on, looks put on three. It's, makes just, you, it's a slimming effect. And then, no, then, then all the red he had on. I mean, it was just there's a lot going on there. Um, but I, I thought Evan Pryor showed some nice flashes of his speed, of his athletic ability. I think it's great to have somebody there. One, you can root for him because he seems like a great kid, right? You hear him talk about, I don't want to leave. I don't yeah. want to go to the port. I want to be here. I want to compete. You know, that's easy to get behind somebody like that. And then he goes out and shows um, what he's able to do. You don't know how many of those guys you're going to need throughout a season. We saw last year, you know, you get little bangs here and there. You need some guys to fill in. I, I think he could be somebody that will give us a, a big lift here at some point throughout the season uh, when needed. Uh, I'm going to give another one to uh, Josh Proctor just for being out there. Uh, you know, I know he wasn't uh, you know, able to go out yeah. and hit and do a lot of stuff, but you know, breaking a leg, being out there in the spring, I think that was important for him to, to get in there and be with the guys with this new coaching staff coming in and just learning and being on the field so you know big ups to him for, for getting out there and playing in a spring game when he probably could have said yeah I don't, don't need to yeah. I don't really want to go out and play and risk another injury but he, he was there and doing it oh he really wanted playing well he wanted to play and so well, I mean he got a little practice in and, and looked good um, I was really impressed with Proctor like yeah. his ability to move and see stuff I you know there's a couple of different positions that I looked at I mean I thought the young defensive backs um Jordan Hancock looked really good obviously Denzel Burke uh played well um, you know, J.K. Johnson had some plays too. You know, there were some moments for them. So you like you look at those guys. You throw Cam Brown, and they're like, okay, you've got a pretty nice mm-hmm. little mix. Yeah. And then the one position group that is always forgotten at Ohio State never really gets the love. Now your guy Tim May always likes to give them the love. <laughs> um, and it's better to have a tight end than a loose end. Always remember that. But if you look at what Joe two tight ends are yep, better than one tight end, absolutely. And you look at what uh, Joe Royer was able to do, and uh, G. Scott like. Joe Royer's catch was nice now. Really I mean, it was really impressive, and G. Scott was available in the middle of the field. Both of those guys looked very competent. They looked physically you know, put together like they'll be able to do some blocking. I thought they did a pretty decent job of that as well. And so you kind of smash all that together uh, with Cade Stover. And like, okay, you've got a pretty nice little package that I think that you'll see deployed this year. And they ran a lot of two tight ends as well in the second half. Yeah, nice little package for the tight ends. Absolutely. And opposite of the tight ends was a freshman defensive end that I have been – talking about for a long time i talked about him during his recruiting process as you did wait are you trying to just as the person are you just trying to chair. be berm over here <laughs> <laughs> as the person in this chair i feel like i can take responsibility oh, okay. but caden curry the powerful chair you look good caden curry looks good <laughs> and i it was going against grant Tutani. he was going against a couple walk-ons at at def, at offensive tackle but you have to give him credit for what he was able to accomplish in his spring game debut. Uh, you know, we've heard his name a couple times in the spring overall. I think he's had a nice push here in the last six weeks to, to try to cement himself in not maybe not into the too deep because that's such a deep room. But you need another guy that you get an injury and you need another guy. Caden Curry's right there, and I think he could have an impact on this roster. So 
I thought he looked really good. I'm going to give him a Buckeye lead because I think the future is really, really bright for him. I think – I wish that – Bob, you need to sit down with Tommy Eichenberg and explain to him that he should just embrace being a more vocal presence. Just a quiet dude. I mean, I because he's going to be – him that's and Steele. The problem is, him and Steele are both mutes. That's the issue. <laughs> and that's not good for me. I told Steele. It's not good that. for a linebacker. So, how am I supposed to just sit here and keep talking about Tommy Eichenberg and Steele Chambers if they won't say anything Nothing at from all? Them. How am I supposed to write about these guys when they won't? They, I, I'm just trying to get better every day. Like, that's all you got, <laughs> Tommy? Like, I know you're a good guy. I know that you can say more in the locker room. And I went through that. Like, it's not a goal to like be as mute as Tough Borland. A three-year captain who refuses to say anything. Yeah, the standard is the standard. The standard is the standard. Tommy, don't do that, okay? Like, don't do that. You said too many words at the press yesterday. He doesn't care about the attention. He doesn't. He's not working to get name, image, and likeness deals. He just wants to go out and rip people's head off. And I respect that. I do, too. But I would like to be able to just have a little bit more conversation. Like, Tough Borland, when I turned off a recorder, would be a very different person. And I just... We got to get this mentality of the middle linebacker, these guys that don't want to say anything. Like AJ didn't use AJ didn't used to talk at all. Oh, oh now get a word yeah. with you and Schlegel. Somehow he's magically <laughs> somehow you and Schlegs and, and AJ are all able to sit in front of a microphone for three hours a day now. Well, how did that happen? I don't. It's AJ, like a game. Stop. I mean, AJ was quiet. I'll give. I mean, I'll give Bob that. He's really yeah, opened he's, up as yeah. he's gotten older. Yeah. I, I'm surprised that. But his, his personality on the field is exactly like what you were just saying. He he, didn't he talk wasn't trash. there for. He didn't want to be the highlight. He didn't care about the glory. You know, being yeah. glorified. He just was there to play football and do a job because he loved it. Yeah, it's it's a. Be a good PR person for AJ. AJ used to. <laughs> he doesn't need it. AJ Tommy Eichenberg. No, I've seen it. I respect it. I it's it's. It's, AJ used to not say a word, and now he's fighting Pat McAfee for a microphone. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it, you go through that evolution. Yeah. But it, it was awesome. One of the cool things, like at the uh, at the little tailgate afterwards, I got a chance to talk to Cam Martinez's dad. It was awesome bringing up Berm and his love. I mean, he, he kind of worries. <laughs> the love I think. affair. He worries. Yeah, about he worries him. about Berm. Like he has to check his phone. <laughs> I check you know, that make phone sure, every night. Make sure some weirdness wasn't being texted back and forth from Berm. To Martinez, we getting a chance to meet these. Well, he's still got like one of those apps on the phone for his kid. Like, oh, yeah. Who are you texting? Absolutely. Stop texting Berm. Exactly. Same old man every time <laughs> he looks this? at it. Same who years. is this guy? But uh, <laughs> he sends pictures of you. It was amazing. Exactly. It was amazing getting a chance to meet. Like I met JT's mom. Um, got a chance to talk to her. Talk to uh, Steele's dad. Like a lot of these guys, and you know, for guys who aren't necessarily around the program all the time, and that maybe went there, and I'm like. I wish I could say like, there's not really any bad guys on the team. Like, and I go when you meet their families. But you you were saying you wish there was because you needed a wild. You card. need a wild card. I think Jack Stover has, or uh, Kate, Kate Stover. Stover, and I think Jack might have it in him too. I'm trying to find. I think Cam Brown has a shank ability to him. I After said, all, well, <laughs> Kate, Kate doesn't because I talked to him about this a, a while ago. He would do it. He promised his mom that he wouldn't fight anybody when he got to college. So. But that means yeah, that, that, mean, that like means if he's campus or on, he the, could, on the field. I don't know. He could he could be a wild card, but he promised his mom that he wouldn't. If be, you so. made the promise that you wouldn't be that guy, that means they know that yeah, the that guy he's exists. in there. Yeah, he's deep down inside. Like, that's something you'd have to promise. Like Schlegs, we're not going to get a fight. Like Frank the Tank, it comes out. You can't like, the wrong time. But that's uh, Cam Brown. But like these guys, like they're all great kids. I'm talking to JT's mom. 
And, you know, they flew in and he, you know, he got his hair all twisted up for the game. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, when did you get that dunk? Cause Friday at practice, he didn't have it. And he's like, ah, oh, you know, when he got it, his mom looked over and she's like, I'm the one that do, did that. I'm like, after you flew in from Washington, how long? He's like, two hours. I'm like, exactly. And he's like, feeling bad. I'm like, you made your mom after flying across the country all day to sit there and twist your hair up for two hours just for the stinking spring game? That's probably why he did media on Saturday. So go <laughs> yeah, he's looking good. <laughs> exactly. It looked nice. I was like, it did look great. But like, that's the guy. Like, they're just, they're families. They're elite families. Oof. Elite mm-hmm. families. And that, because that. of that, you end up having great kids. Uh, and great players. And they're great players. Yeah. They mm-hmm. care about each mm-hmm. other. They Triple play play. really hard. It's, it's really nice. To see, and so it's awesome to kind of get to meet some of those people. Um, you know, I met meeting Hickman's dad last year. Like all these different guys, they're, they're awesome. They're huge fans of the show, by the way. It says Ooh, so much about right. the program yeah. too. It, it says does. so much about the program well, that there aren't that. I mean, there's just a handful of people in the world that have the talent plus the great, you know, just great morals and great philosophies and. Um, that care about others, you know? So when you get, like, the full package, and for us to have that many players that are like that, yeah. that's huge. Oh, it's the talent that, and the grace that comes with it. I mean, there's yes. one of these guys who are just super egocentric guys, and you see that in the receiving room where they're all really good, you know, and they get it. And so it's like, hey, you're recruiting Ryan. I mean, I give him a lot of credit. They're like, you know what? We don't need to go bring in guys. That's why everyone's like, well, you know, they could have had Elias Ricks in the transfer portal. He's elite DB from LSU. It's like... But is that the guy you want? Wouldn't you rather have Jordan Hancock and J.K. Uh, Johnson develop, you know, and find ways to get those guys mm-hmm. on the field more? And then that's why it's great. Like the Tanner McAllister came in, has really fit in, really, really well because he's another really high quality guy, plays really hard, and that's when you begin to have really special teams, is when you begin to see those bonds because everybody cares about mm-hmm. each other. You don't have any bad dudes that you just don't really and like. They want to work with. together. Yeah. yeah. I. It's all coming together for them. It's just spring. There's a long way to go. Um, and a busy summer at Roosters coming up. Yes. Mm. What's yes. what's what are you working? Mini on, corn dog. New mini corn. Oh, mini dogs. corn dogs tomorrow. Two dollars off. Oh. Um, yes. Which what is great. Two dollars off. No, only two. Oh yeah, yeah only two dollars. Get, get the marketing right. Nicole. <laughs> My goodness. What's Appetizer going on? Tuesday two is dollars. what it's called. It's, yes. What am I thinking? The Tuesday two dollar yeah. app. Tuesday. Make you a yeah. holler. I love it. For the I'm, corn dogs. Wow. Yeah. Make and then... Um, <laughs> I'm glad that you don't use the hashtag with the number two in place of Tuesday. Because uh, I don't think people would search for that. Appetizer Tuesday is just with the actual... Delicious. Much, yeah. much easier for me. Mm-hmm. And we have the draft next week. NFL yes. draft next week. The draft week. next week. Wow. Yeah. I know. I thought it was this They week, really kicked so it down the road. The end week. of April. Yeah. It's going to be late. Uh, prepare Thursday night. Bengals drafting all the way at the back, Nicole. So Gosh, I'm sure these... Uh, the Roosters locations, it'll be uh, if you're if you're working, it's it's not going to be like ten o'clock clear out time. Or yeah. I mean, you could call the catering. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they could whip something up for mm. you. Bring mm-hmm. the chips mm. a Thursday night, mm. and they might mm. just have some chips down there. Mm. I don't, yeah, chips. I don't know. They do have chips in the catering. Can only get it. Mm. Check catering. the website. Catering. Only catering. Mm. Catering. Yep. Oh, put that order. Why in. are you looking over there? <laughs> you got to put that order in. Because <laughs> mm. one of our amazing mm. team members brought some chips. Amazing team. Wow. And. We like to Amazing. take care of people. A catering yes. order for Jay Z. It's my it's my Bob, day. Little Bob, surprise. It's because he shaved the mustache. That's it. That's a reward. <laughs> yep. He's, I'm growing it back. I'm going to shave it again nope. next week. He's We're resetting not create expectations. These situations. We're just never going to have it again. <laughs> so the coaches clinic, which also had roosters on Thursday night, that was like one of the great days of the year for me. It's to so nice of them to like want us to be there. We've uh, done it oh, for years. And oh, gosh, yeah. It's just so nice. Bob had his barbecue on Saturday. Spencer got to break down you know, football on Saturday. Jay-Z gets chips on a Monday. I mean, yeah. 
I mean, this is the best time of year. You guys at are Roosters. the sweetest. Thank this you, guys. Which is a fun casual day. joint. Nicole mm-hmm. is going to go about her day. We're going to take a quick break here on Letterman Live. We're going to come back to talk a lot more about the Ohio State Buckeyes. It's Roosters. It's a fun casual joint. Everybody knows that Roosters is a fun casual joint, but the truth is it is so much more. It's a quick stop on the way home to sit back and unwind. It's a front row seat to the big game. It's a place where you will always find a friendly face and the home of wings so big you won't believe it. It's your family's other dinner table. So yeah, we're a lot of things to a lot of people. Roosters, a fun, casual joint. Precision engineering. Rigorous attention to detail. A Bryant Evolution heating system is so well designed, it's as much of a joy to install as it is to use. Good to go. For the dealer nearest you, visit Bryant.com. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, welcome back into Roosters. It's Letterman Live. It is the second half of the show. We're going to dive even more into the spring game before getting uh, bogged down with the offseason and the long slog ahead. <laughs> Ohio State does have its eye on that opener in September, though. I think that's, Bob, Jay-Z, a big reason why we saw some of the live hitting on Saturday. Don't waste an opportunity to go out there and get better. Dudes banging on dudes. Dudes banging dudes. That's what, that's what we're looking at out there. And I love Ryan when he talked about that, like, why tackling this year? Like, hey, we, we need to increase the element of toughness. Be better at it. Well, we have. Be better at it. Like <laughs> yeah. that, that's there's real. a lot of things we can gain from doing this, even though there's that chance of an injury or whatnot. But, they did have one. But it is football. Day. I mean, it is, it is what it is. The thing is the mountain injury, like, you would have had that regardless of whether or not you were tackling. Yeah. It wasn't a tackling-related injury. Every, everyone always looks at that. And it's like, just be smart. Don't try to hurt your teammates. And yeah. things always are going to happen. You can't prevent it all. But – how many of those injuries are actually during a tackling, like tackling mm-hmm. event? As a, maybe you get a guy who's like, and this is where be a good teammate and get an early whistle. You get a dude who gets <laughs> his legs wrapped up. Like, I understand we're playing hard and playing through the whistle, but you don't need to run over there. And you clean, don't need to clean that up. Clean your dude up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Save that for Saturdays yeah. against somebody else. Yeah. And so just learn how to practice with your teammates and practice smart. And I thought those guys did a really good job. But Ryan talking and touching on the fact that hey. We need to get a little tougher. Like mm-hmm. we were tough some games last year, but not in all of them. And I think that that's important. He emphasized that because he he didn't want to look like he's putting his head in the sand. Like, hey, um, I don't know. Yeah, we don't need to tackle yeah, now. They do it we, enough, and they played. They, well, like, you know, yeah. were you worried, coach, about toughness? What are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. and be like brace. Like he he watched the Michigan game the same as everybody else yeah, did. Yeah. I bet he's dumb. I think it's safe a safe bet. He's probably watched it more than anybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he has eyes. He understands what he saw out there, and he knows that hey, we've got to up this a little bit, and we can't up it yeah. if we're just out here patty caking around. We've got to tackle a little bit, create some live situations, for, especially for some of our younger guys who maybe aren't fully established, yeah. and let them go. And I think if you're to ask some of the guys who have been here for a couple of years, that toughness aspect of things probably started 
6 a.m. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, I mean, so that that was this this year was probably that's the word, uh, you know, of, of the Woody. Yeah. Toughness. This word. is what happened at the end of last year. Word. You know, I mean, instead of up north where they had, what have you done to do? Like, yeah. you know, this is what we have to do. This is if we want to be in that championship game, we want to be in the Big Ten championship. We got to be tougher throughout the season. And, and I think that just is an end of, you know, this this time of year. Hey, we've been tough all year. We hit. We did what we needed to do. And, and he probably is very happy at where they're, they're sitting right now. Well, and you think about it, you know, they've got some elite third-year players. Look at Jackson Smith and Jigba. At To this point, he has not beaten Michigan. If for something happens, like, I mean, the, the yeah. thought that a guy could go That's through interesting. three yeah. years. We, yeah, we had didn't play him. Years after years after years of guys winning yeah. four in a row. <laughs> yeah. So I'm saying, so the thought that that could transpire and you yeah. could play three years and never get that done, I think they kind of drove that home. You know, if you're in your third year, you've yeah. never beat these guys. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah, and so you have like, no gold paint. Even if you're a fourth year, or you did your freshman year, like very few of those guys are like elite contributors at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And so those are real things that they talk about. And to make sure, like – they just don't pass these things out. You got to go get it. <laughs> the fact that everybody missed that opportunity in 2020, because what was going to happen? Oh, it would well, be Michigan yes. on that day was not just going to be a massacre. It was going to change the the entire tenor of the rivalry moving forward. Because there's no way that Jim Harbaugh would have survived. Have been fired. <laughs> so, I mean, Jackson Smith and Jigba would have got mm. some gold pants. C.J. Stroud would have got some mm-hmm. gold pants. That's about as close to a guarantee as you're ever going to find. And but now Jim Harbaugh survives, and then you go through last year, and it doesn't it doesn't happen. And I think there's a lot of other parts that are involved there when we're talking about this toughness, and it extends to the coaching staff because they're looking at the inexperience and first year and name, image, and likeness in the transfer portal. And I would I think if you ask those guys and they were being truthful truthful about it, they were too hands off. The coaching staff was a year ago, and part of that you may think you have to because it's the first time going through some of these situations, but they weren't. You look. Look and complain that the leadership didn't step up or that they didn't develop guys uh, to take that step forward in the big house the way they wanted to. Well, everybody is involved in that. And so if Ryan Day says, we're going to hit and I want to see something, or the mat drills are going to be different than they were before, if you're Mickey Mirati on down the line, everybody has to take some ownership in that. It wasn't just the inexperienced players. There were a lot of things that happened building up to that game and others that were not the responsibility of the players. And Ryan Day's going through some of these things, even now into year four, the start of year four, and he's putting his stamp on it and, and hiring these coaches and doing this and that. Like he's, he's still had to go through some growing pains of his own that don't just happen in one day. The first-year head coach. It was, yeah. It's been there. This is his fourth year. It's crazy to think that it's gone, honestly, that fast. Yeah, I mean, no mm-hmm. kidding. This will be, after the, at the conclusion of this season, he will have been halfway into the tenure of Urban Meyer, who was here seven years. Yeah. And so it's it goes quick. I mean, it's wild to think about that. So it'll be his fifth season here, fourth full as a as a head coach. And so yeah, it's a growing experience for him that I think he would even talk about and understanding. Like, hey, you don't know what you don't know about being a head coach yeah. until you ultimately get it. You think you know, and the other people can tell you, but until you literally experience these things for yourselves and handling of the success is sometimes as difficult as handling of the failure. And then on top of that, he's dumped into the name, image, and likeness and yeah. transfer portal world where no one knows anything about anything. <laughs> well, and when he first took over, there's a lot of guys left over from an old staff that maybe weren't you know necessarily guys that he wanted to keep around or this or that. And, right. you know, he needed to get out and prove himself. And now he's able to make those changes that he wanted to. And, or maybe not that he wanted to right away, but you, you understand. I mean, getting, you know, guys that he's more comfortable with in and on his staff and you know, that's change is good. So we'll, we'll find out. Doc Tressel used to always say, 
you got to make a change. And it's starting with the man in the mirror. Mm. Man in the mirror. Okay. Doc Trussell came up with that on his own? I think he I ripped think. it off MJ. Mike he may Jackson. have. You know, but that's uh, ah. that's that's a big key. That's a critical element and component of it. And so, yeah, for once in your life. And so maybe take a look in the mirror. Make that change. Mm. <laughs> that's Keep right. Keep going. Spencer, you were ready? <laughs> yeah, he's he's got me all. He's got me talking. Because it doesn't Bob matter. Yeah, Bob Sal. Re- you're black or white. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things I noticed about Ryan Day last year, and I think in hindsight it's a just little Just one? It's a little well, – just one. Here's just one. It's a little easier to look back on in hindsight is the leadership of last year, all the seniors were freshmen before Ryan Day was here. And, but, well, he was here, but they weren't – they were freshmen mm-hmm. when he was – you know, just an offensive coordinator. And to have guys, you're the head coach, and to expect those seniors, and I'm not saying that they didn't buy into anything that he said. It's a different process. Yes. It is a different process, and that's what I think I'm trying to get at now. All of these guys, the fourth-year guys, have been under Ryan Day the entire time. And so I think the leadership dudes is under only, dudes. It's only going to continue to strengthen the leadership mm-hmm. as his culture builds and as he continues to, to you know, completely not wash out what Urban Meyer did. I don't want to say that at all, but, like, to, to establish himself as the head coach. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's it's interesting to me that some of those guys who were called on to be leaders last year didn't respond the way that you would expect Ohio State leaders to really respond at times. And I, I wonder if that, you know, not coming in under Ryan Day and having a couple years to buy him but not fully being ingrained in it had anything to do with it. It's had a lot to do with it. Like my dad always talked to, to me about, and I would ask him about his relationship with Bill Parcells, and they were always really close, and he was – I knew Bill when he was a defense, just a linebacker's coach. He's like, so then he became the head coach my second year. He goes, so when you know somebody as an assistant, mm-hmm. it's a little bit different. Like, well, I, if, I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on this push this, it real good. This notion that the leadership wasn't fully bought in or bought in isn't I mean, the wrong. I, I understand that maybe that's not the right word or what Spencer's going for, but are we gonna say that Thayer Munford wasn't a great leader after spending all that amount of time with Ryan Day, or that Haskell Garrett? wasn't a great leader after the time that he'd spent there, or Chris freaking Olave. I mean, I'm not, I'm not buying that. There wasn't enough support around them. And you could say that the productivity from someone who was a captain, like Taraja Mitchell or Zach Harrison, wasn't what they wanted it to be. But I don't think they were in a position, and that's why I bring up the coaching staff as part of this. It's not the amount of time or – the pieces didn't fit. The way they managed the entire roster – Greg Sudra was asking Thayer Munford to play a guard, and Paris Johnson is out of position. Like, I don't think they were responsible for that. Should they have asked? Should those ask him? What are they supposed to do? So I'm, I'm not. I think there's a lot more blame to go around for the coaching staff than these players, and I don't think that, you know, they they were pushing back. I mean, maybe Thayer Munford was, but he said they needed him to play guard, and he volunteered to do that. That's a selfless leader. Roger Mitchell was pushed out of the starting lineup. Did he enter the transfer portal? Two other guys did, but he didn't, mm-hmm. and he's still around. I, I just, I think there were a lot of issues, and I'm not. I don't think that was one of them. Yeah, that's it was a like good a, argument. <laughs> I mean, the perfect storm of of so many factors that went into it, and you just, the the bottom line is the change is happening. Like this spring, I th- it's pretty easy to see. I'm sure I don't want to speak for him, but we have seen a lot of things. Just look different. Is that the spring. Woody? I thought it was toughness. Is the Woody word? Are you saying it's going to change? I only threw that out there. I'm seeing. A I don't lot know of that change. for a fact. <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of change. I hope we don't have a word. The change. <laughs> I hope the, it's chase, just... the change. No. <laughs> the transition. Fight. The transition. Fight. Fight. 
I like that. Fight. That's all we hear. Fight on. Fight. Tough. Is that love. what they? Is that what they? Is that well, that's what, it, and that's what I, my point. Like, I don't think that the love was tough last year. I think you look at last year, and it wasn't a failure that they didn't. They only won ten games, and then they won a Rose Bowl. I, hey, I heard Ryan Day say in post game, losing to Michigan is a failure. I know that no, he's your goal. It, you're, you're expected to win every game at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. That's correct. But I don't. I don't think a Nicole rational doesn't want to hear that evaluation but. of that is that. Like it's extremely difficult to do that, and the national champions last year didn't do that. And the last time Ohio State won a national, what about the champions of the West? <laughs> well, look, we we can have a different conversation about that. Like, they're not, not every team is going to win every game. What if you were born on third base? Is it easier to steal home? Well, look, that part in in needling Ryan Day is part of this point of oh that was directed oh, oh, at ryan day yeah it sure was oh i didn't, no, didn't know yeah oh yeah so that's the <laughs> renewed urgency that i think wasn't here for ohio state last year and that can include everyone inside the woody like i think that some, you think it has something slipped but i don't think it was a nat- a problem of like guys not wanting it on this end with the coaching staff do you think it had anything to do with maybe how hard it maybe was for seven years prior to Ryan taking over, and then the well, coaches are like, "Oh man, this is there was a correction. this is so much easier." There was a correction to that. You, I mean, do you, yeah, but I mean, like, do you think the coaching? Because I mean, from what you're saying, it's like the coaching put them in bad positions. You know, you don't think they got enough from their coaches, which I, I'm not going to argue with you on. But do you think there's anything for this coach to say, "Man, we don't things, think, are, things are different around here. It's a little bit easier for me to come to work." Well, I think there were, but there were other complications that I think are important to keep in in mind. Like, obviously, they wanted something different on defense or else Kerry Combs and Matt Barnes and Al Washington would still be around. So they made three changes there. And Greg Sudrow was gone. That's also for a reason. But And I don't think any of those guys specifically are bad coaches or forgot what they knew about football. I think all of them were dealing with an inexperienced roster coming off of COVID restrictions where they lost a ton of development time. And I think... After COVID, as you go from 2020 to 2021, you say, man, these guys gave so much and it was so hard and we asked them to do things that were insane. They took like three weeks off after the season that they never would have before. You'd go straight into mm-hmm. mat drills and you might have one week of that, not three. And I think they they were trying to figure out how to manage something that never had occurred yeah. in human history. Yeah, I mean, you got it. That, that is one big part that play, plays a big part in this whole thing. In the, last, or in the first three years of Ryan Day's tenure, and so we can say, COVID. we can say in hindsight, yeah, they made decisions. They weren't as they, that tough love wasn't as tough as it was in the past, and they let some things slide that maybe they should have shouldn't mm-hmm. have, and it caught up with them in two of the biggest games of the season. Yeah, and they paid the price for that. But again, like Ryan Day's not was not going to go undefeated for his entire tenure. Urban Meyer didn't. You lose mm-hmm. games. Yeah. That happens when you're coaching eighteen to twenty one year olds. But if you're trying to manage that the best. Then you try to get a learning lesson from that. And I think Ryan Day, Day did because he made hard decisions. Mm-hmm. Tackling the spring game is maybe not a hard decision. Letting letting go and parting ways with four coaches, that's a, big that's a hard decision. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he made it. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see well, in September. Yeah. Well, I mean, the first, first thing we got to see this year, everybody combined, it looked good, right? I mean, everybody, I think, would uh, come away from the spring game saying the defense looked like they were running around fast, you know, would have been making plays, did make plays. Um, and then, you know, of course, the offense is just – it is what it is. There's so much. We both mentioned before the spring game that spring games are 
kind of glorified seven on sevens. But the fun thing about the spring game was that it didn't feel like a glorified yeah. seven on sevens. <clears throat> they ran the ball. Mm-hmm. They, right. they ran the ball. They they hit. They were physical. And it wasn't just, you know, even when no. they said live tackling, I was like, okay, they're going to thud most of the time. Sometimes they'll take no. them. No, this was tackling. And no. so all of the things we just talked about lead into the big changes and a little change that can kind of set the tone for the summer could be tackling in the spring. Mm. That's not a hard decision, like you said, but it can be a tone-setting moment for the program moving forward. It's a hard decision if someone gets hurt. Yeah. Then you look like... <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, like, you know, you're right. Getting tackled, and then all of a sudden, the question rises, like, why, why are you choosing yeah. tackle? I mean, yeah. that's... There's always stuff that can be second-guessed. Do you... Austin, you're covering of Ryan Day. Mm-hmm. Do you think you've seen a substantive change in him with how he handles things, how he handles the media over the last three and a half years? Not as significant as I would have expected. You know, I a few times in my career have been around at the start of someone's tenure and can certainly notice how quickly the access changes or the mentality changes um, after two or three years and, you know, the paranoia sinks in or they Mm -hmm. get tired of the media engagements. Ryan Day is doing... If you ask him to do something, he's still ready to do that. Extra opportunities, talking after a pro day, you know, being out there at a coach's clinic and maybe grabbing a, a cup or two of beer, of beer with the high school coaches. He's mm-hmm. doing all the things that I have seen him do since he arrived as an offensive coordinator. Now, the pressure to do that is going to wear out anybody. And I think that he is – been in a situation that is far more challenging than an, even though we all know it here and everybody who's watching it knows everything he went through from COVID that we all lived through. It's been one challenge after another with the rule changes, with the transfer portal, with name, image, and likeness. And I think anybody would struggle with that. But I don't – he has a, a, a way of processing – compartmentalizing that I am very impressed by. He moves in mysterious ways? I don't think it's mysterious. I think it's purposeful. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I like that. And I I'm, I think that Ohio State still has the right guy for that. And I only bring up the challenges of the year ago and saying that they – it's not something that I wouldn't say to him or haven't said. They, they had things last year that happened that they just didn't know how to respond to them. And they caught them all off guard, and they all accumulated, as we said, in one performance that none of us are ever going to forget about. Mm-hmm. But the one person, as you said, when you're talking about watching that film, who it means the most to and who he knows has to get it fixed, he does. Yeah. Yeah. He's not making excuses for what happened. And he could. There are a lot of them available. Mm-hmm. There was some weird stuff that happened on the two or three days before the game last year, yeah. from sickness to other things that will make a great story someday once Ohio State gets it fixed and probably I think they're going to win a national championship this year, and that'll be part of that story later on. But I don't think that he his confidence is shaken based on that. I think it's stronger than it ever has been. And the fact that he made the moves that he did this offseason reflect that to me. A lot of people have brought up the, the illnesses and stuff before the Michigan game. I haven't heard that very much from Ryan. He said it a couple times just in passing, but like he's not going out there, you know, every time it gets brought up, like, well, we were sick, well, this. But there, there are people who, who have said that quite a few times. And, you know, Ryan mentioned it, made sure that people knew that, that it was going on, but also, like, he's not using it. Like he said, like, did he a, think about another, forfeiting the game? No, I don't think that ever crossed <laughs> okay. his mind. They weren't, they weren't trying to get sick like a different <laughs> program a year before. 
Right. That was very different. I was just making sure. This took a, a very different turn for the second <laughs> half of the show than I expected, and not even in, in one of our traditional weird ways. No, yeah. but it's different. I th- well, think it's I mean, a good good it, conversation to have. It was a different conversation that you've been around him a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. just trying to figure out. I mean, yeah. people change. Like you said, there's a certain element. You say change, <laughs> become jaded yeah. with mm-hmm. the job. Yeah, and mm-hmm. He has yet to really do that, at least from what I've seen. He has been the same guy, and I think that honestly – the element of him coaching in the NFL, I think, helps that more than it probably yeah. other coaches because you have to be like that all the time. You can't mm-hmm. you can't change, and so you have to be able to handle things and roll a little bit better. Yeah, I mean that's why he'll be <clears throat> getting a new contract that'll be announced soon with a lot of uh, uh, oh really additional benefits <laughs> attached to that. Couple zeros. Stay like, tuned like for that. Appearances on Letterman <laughs> Row. Uh, hey, we didn't give him the contract. Ah. Gene Smith did, but I would definitely sign him up for one if he yeah, wants to start. He can already get Nicole brings roosters directly down to the Woody. He doesn't, he doesn't have to come, come up here. Yeah. He doesn't have to come down. <laughs> We'd here, have to so. move our corner, and he gets down chips to the Woody whenever he wants. Ah, of course. Uh, you can come get mini corn dogs tomorrow. Tomorrow at every roosters location mm. for two dollars. Mm. Don't miss that. We're going to be back here as we always will be next Monday for Letterman Live. With Justin Zwick, Bobby Carpenter, Spencer Holbrook, Nicole Cox, thank you again for having us. I am just Austin Ward. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week at Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.